0: Hello, this is Dr. Gwen. It is Friday, August 14th, and another ash day in Santa Barbara. We have another fire north of us, and ash is falling once again. I, I, it's amazing. I, it's like it's a constant theme here all to live in paradise. Um, I also want to say happy anniversary to my sister, who has been married 38 years today. Happily married, so a good role model. Anyway, the first story I had to comment on uh, because it reminds me so much of my life, um, except I disagree with their findings. This comes out of the Washington Post, and it's called AC Setting Can Push Couples to the Boiling Point. So let me just share a little bit of this, and I'll share my my personal um, perspective, it was the middle of a steamy summer night, and the frame house in Cleveland Park was quiet, dark, and for Bill Adler, way too hot. He tottered over to the th- thermostat, and there it was, treachery. Despite a long-fought long, f- long fought household compromise standard of 74 degrees someone, Adler's suspicions instantly centered on his wife had nudged the temperature up to 78 degrees. For the freelance writer, it was time to set things right, right at 65 degrees. I just... I just kept pushing down that arrow, he said. It was a defensive maneuver. Let the thermostat wars resume. With the belated arrival of Washington's signature summer brew of brick oven heat and steam room humidity, has come the return of the region's first love, domestic thermodynamics. When one spouse wants to jack up the AC, the other wants to turn it down. Mild manner help meets in March and April become ferocious defenders of the dial in July and August. Researchers who study sex differences agree that when it comes to temperatures, it seems women are from Venus and men are from planet Freon. This is a real phenomenon, said Catherine Sandberg, director of the Georgetown University Center for the Study of Sex Differences in Health, Aging, and Disease. We have lots of data showing that women generally are far more sensitive to feelings of cold. Studies among several species of mammals have shown the same results, given a choice between two chambers on either side of their comfort range. Males prefer one that is too cold and females one that is too hot. And military research has shown women to be more susceptible to frostbite, hypothermia, Raynaud's disease, and other cold-related conditions. Natalie Grand of Garrett Park is another spouse who bundles up each summer, at least until her husband leaves her work each morning. Then she decommishes the A.C., throws open the windows, and invites the tropics in for the day. I'm perfectly comfortable with just the fans, she said on a steamy mud- midsummer afternoon. When he walks in, he'll say, oh my God, it's hot in here, and stomp around and close all the windows and turn on the air conditioning. I know he's a miserable wretch if he's hot, so I just put on my bean wool s- lion slippers and endure it. And after he's cooled down a bit, I sneak over and notch it up a bit. Um, anyway, the the story goes on and on and I I have to laugh because it's just the opposite in our home. My husband's here. Dave, do you agree? Absolutely. Um, I like it cold and he likes it warmer. So he has, but I'm a menopausal woman. So unfortunately this article didn't talk about that. They pretty much just talk about that men want it cold and women want it hot But I think you have to look at the um, menstrual cycles and, you know, the changes that women go through. I would love to do research on women in their menopause and see what their temperature, what the agreement between partners is in relationship to um, temperature. If they talk about further on in the article that women have a lower tolerance for cold than men and that you know women's sympathetic ner- ner- nervous system, which helps regulate temperature, activates under cold simulation is more easily for, for women than for men. If a woman likes it less cold in the house, it's probably partly due to the low tolerance to the pain of cold. Women are more sensitive to that discomfort. But I do think one must factor in um, menopause. We, we, it's so funny. My husband, he knows that he's not even allowed to say anything about the temperature in the house. Absolutely not. <laughs> he gets the look. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I'm sitting here sweating right now, and it's 74 in our house. Um, it's, it's a constant battle, and I refuse to take hormone replacement therapy. Um, and, you know, I was telling him just the other day, I wonder how many years these hot flashes will go on. It's already been about six years. But, you know, the, the article concludes with that couples shouldn't despair over thermostat conflicts that might last a lifetime. I hope it doesn't. I hope it will get better for us. Um, and that some, in some ways these small disputes can even build a strong marriage because it is about give and take and supporting one another with love and respect. The second article is uh, called Reports on Vaginal Dryness. Um, It's summer and in summertime advertising folks make hay out of heat and dry parched skin, dry hair, dry mouth, dry eyes. One thing they don't use summer heat to discuss is the parched vagina. While vaginas, unlike many other parts of the body, don't get drier in hot weather, it's likely that if they did, it's not a subject many advertisers would hop on. Erectile dysfunction is one thing, but vaginal dryness, no. Interesting, huh? Is it because our vaginas are hidden? <laughs> um, you kinda wonder. Um, but just because no one wants to talk about the problem or a solution in paid advertising doesn't mean that researchers are ignoring it. A new study by Wang et al showed that younger women also report problems with vaginal dryness. It's yet another silly difference between the sexes. The truth is, postmenopausal women can experience vaginal atrophy or symptoms of vaginal dryness, discomfort, itchiness, and painful sexual intercourse. In a study of over 1,000 postmenopausal women, the authors um, found that nearly half had experienced problematic Vaginal dryness dryness and painful intercourse, And, and we've known this for a long time. Vaginal dryness was more likely in women with coexisting diabetes, the presence of a bacterium called enterococci in the vagina, and those with a lower body mass index. Another study also found that women are more likely to enjoy sexual intercourse if they are more physically active, have a social support system, and less vaginal dryness. In another study, the author evaluated 6,725 women from 11 different countries and found a rate of self-reported vaginal dryness to be as low as 5.8% to as high as 19.7%. Older women were more likely to report vaginal dryness than younger women. Older women blamed it on menopause or aging. Older women blamed it on menopause cause or aging. Vaginal dryness may seem inevitable, but in addition to oral hormone replacement therapy, there are some reasonable treatments. A Cochrane database, and that's a podcast I need to talk more about sometime, um, is what, uh, the, what, how wonderful the Cochrane research is. Um, I, I'll, I'll save that for another uh, uh, podcast. They did an analysis of 19 clinical trials and found that localized estrogen creams, pessaries, tablets, and vaginal rings appear equally effective, although the estrogen creams appeared to have more frequent side effects like uterine bleeding, breast, and perineal pain. The estrogen-releasing vaginal ring was found to have the greatest overall satisfaction, ease of use, and comfort. Vaginal dryness is is a significant problem that is not often discussed but fortunately, has several treatment options, so make sure you talk to your physician. Um, anyway, that's really all I have for now. I uh, So take good care of yourself. Take good care of your partner and family. Stay comfortable and cool. And uh, wishing you well. This is Dr. Gwen.